Hey, hey, Rich Stitzel here from DrumMantra.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time and attention. I hope that the lessons that I'm creating for you are helping you go deeper with your practice, helping you think about rhythm and time and coordination differently. And hopefully these exercises are seeping into your playing and making you the best drummer that you can be. Today's lesson is great because it is a request from a student at DrumMantra.com. I received an email and I'm going to read that email to you right now. This is from Tiffany. She says, Hi, I'm trying to play more grooves that incorporate the toms rather than just being on the kick, hi-hat, or ride and snare drum when I'm not doing a fill. Any general thoughts on that in terms of how to orchestrate the toms into a groove? And some exercise examples that will help me build a mental toolbox for playing more expansively in the groove itself would be fantastic. Yes, Tiffany, we're going to do that right now. So what I did is I sat down and I improvised a handful of different tom-oriented grooves, different tempos, different vibes, and we're going to break each one down, look at the components, look at the emotional implications and the vibe of each one, and then learn how to play some of them. Okay, let's get started. I love Tom Grooves because it's a great way to change the vibe of a song really quick. You can intensify a section. You can make a section feel completely different. When I've been in the studio and worked with different producers and songwriters, they've used words like tribal or jungle. I don't know if that's politically correct anymore, but those are terms that you will hear in a recording session that imply, that tell me what I'm supposed to be doing in a section of a song. If I hear the word tribal or jungle, or toms, I know that I'm going to intensify and lift the song by using the toms incorporated into the backbeat. So this lesson is perfect for demonstrating this kind of situation. Let's take a look at the first groove that I improvised. Um, and hopefully you will get to a point where you're able to improvise grooves without thinking about them much. You just kind of create these different rhythmic motifs and stick on the pattern for a while and there you have your groove. So let's get into the first groove. This first groove is four on the floor and I do that a lot. When I'm playing tom grooves, I love the bass drum to be four on the floor, which is just quarter notes on every beat. Boom, 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 boom. It kind of it kind of solidifies the groove. It makes it it makes it anchored. So now the toms can be rhythmic and very active, but the bass drum keeps things focused. That way you can be a little bit busier than you may be normally, and it still won't get in the way of the music because you've anchored that thing with the, with the bass drum. Okay, let's take a look at the first one. So what I'm doing here is a rough, kind of a flam, but it's a three note grouping. It's a, it's a high tom, low tom leading into a bass drum, which is a rough, it's a three note group. And then the right hand stays on the floor tom, the left hand stays up on the high tom, and the right hand is playing some simple eighth notey kind of pattern, 
coming in for the backbeat on the snare drum. And then the 16th notes happen on the tom. So it's a two measure long motif. You get up, da do do da do da 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 do do da do four, two bars, okay? So two bar motif, and I repeat it over and over. There's a little bit of embellishment because when you get into the spirit of something, you don't want it to sound like a perfect machine where it's the same pattern every time. So there might be some ghost notes on the high tom. You might hear a little bit of extra stuff, but that's just because you're in the spirit of the of the playing. So the little little different things happen here and there, and that's the humanness of it, and that's the emotion of it. You go don't 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 bass drum always on the chord note. Okay, cool. Let's take a look at the second groove. Alright, so in that groove, it was very 16th note oriented. High tom, low tom, lots of 16th notes. Bass drums still chord notes. Snare drums two and four. Totally different vibe than the first one, right? There's more urgency. The 16th notes really have a have an urgency to them. The tempo's a little faster, so that also has some urgency to it. So if I was playing a slower groove and there was more space in the song, I might play the first example. If it's a faster song and there's more intensity, I might play an example similar to this. Let's take a look at example number three. Okay, now in that example, that's a one measure motif. Snare drum on beat four this time. So there's a rhythmic motif between the toms. Boom, bop, boom, boom. Boom, bop, boom, boom. Cat. Boom, bop, boom, boom. Cat. So now a rhythmic motif is a cool thing and you're going to hear rhythmic motifs in all of these examples because I think if you're going to play music on the drums, you need to think melodically as well as rhythmically. 
And melodically doesn't mean you have to be able to play a bunch of pitches on the drums, but utilize the pitches that you have into a pattern, something that's going to give a motif vibe. Don't low, high, low, low, snare, low, high, low, low, something A little bit of 16th note just to kind of keep the momentum going. Still four on the floor. There you go. So let's look at example number four. All right, the reason I love playing these kinds of grooves is because I love I love 16th notes. And I don't think 16th notes have to be constant. Da 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 da. That would be that would drive people crazy. You can give different momentum by using dynamics with your accents. And you can let accents bounce out of those 16th notes to start to create shapes. Okay, so the sixteenth notes are constant on the snare drum. Using the toms as a little bit of a fill, but because I'm repeating it over and over, it becomes part of a groove. Let's listen to that one one more time. Four on the floor again, there it is. Don't cat, digga don't cat, don't cat, digga don't cat, don't cat, da don't cat. It's a one bar phrase. Don't cat, da don't cat, don't cat, da don't cat. Very simple. 16th notes keep the momentum happening, and we just add a little bit of tom in there just to give it some spirit, right? Okay, cool. Let's go to example number five. Okay, so this time we're using a ride symbol a little bit. We're playing a syncopated pattern. And then I'm outlining it as well with the toms. So in this way, the toms are part of the groove in a different way because they're doubling, they're being doubled by the ride pattern. The ride pattern could do anything. I like the space of ding, 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 da, ding, da, da, ding. The toms kind of play a little bit of that. They don't play all of it. They just play pieces of it. Now, this this groove emulates different kinds of 
kind of Latin salsa, Cuban oriented stuff. But I'm not thinking that. I'm not thinking I'm playing a certain kind of Cuban groove. I'm thinking syncopation. I'm thinking orchestration. I'm thinking, what does the sound like? I mean, why am I doubling the ride cymbal with the toms? Or why am I doubling the toms with the ride cymbal? It gives a sound. A low sound of a tom with a high sound of a cymbal is a great orchestration. It's a great voicing. Two voices playing together, something low and something high. Now you're starting to compose besides just create rhythm and create a melodic rhythmic motif. Now you're composing with different sounds, different timbres, lows and highs long bell notes and short tom notes, etc. So this takes a little bit more coordination. Notice again, there's four on the floor. More syncopation, cool vibe. If the song calls for that, probably if a piano, if you do play, hear a piano player playing like a Montuno or something, you could go into that. Now, what I just did was a very rock version of it with some more energy and power. If you're playing in a band and you've got a lot of horn players and percussion players, you're probably going to be playing a lot less. The toms are emulating congas in a way. So we don't want to get in the way if we're playing with other people that are playing that. But me on my own as a solo instrument, right now in that example, it works. Okay, let's go to number six. Now this one is an exercise. This is one that we're gonna watch me do it, but I'm going to challenge you to definitely try this on your own. So you're gonna play one and three on the kick, boom, boom, two and four on the snare, boom, crack, boom, crack, boom, crack, boom, crack, and you're going to improvise something with your right hand on the toms. It's going to be a two measure long phrase, and so whatever you improvise, you're going to repeat that two measure long improvisation four times. So it's a total of eight bars. And then after that, you're gonna add a little bit to it and then repeat that little thing for eight bars. And then you add to it again. And you keep trying to add to the motif that you've originally created. You have to really be able to pay attention to what you were doing. You've gotta keep track. It's hard, it's not, it's not an easy exercise. It seems like it would be. So your groove is happening between the kick and the snare. You start with a simple motif, leave some space. After you do that motif, that two bar phrase four times, you're gonna add a little something to the motif, etc., etc. Eventually, you're going to notice that you just can improvise cool rhythmic motif. So we're gonna go through that entire thing as we watch uh, my performance of this exercise number six. All right, here we go.
Okay, cool. That's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I obviously you can see that I did that one for a long time because I was having a great time doing it. Okay, let's go to the next one. This next one incorporates the bass drum into the vocabulary of the tom. So I just improvised a little pattern using the toms, still having a backbeat, but now the bass drum is kind of interplaying with the tom. So it's a linear groove. This is called a linear groove, which means only one thing happens at a time. When you have a line and you have points on the line, only one point can exist on a line at a time. So only one sound is happening at a time, linear groove, okay? Here we go, let's check it out. Okay, the eighth groove is another fun one. We're just gonna rock out on 16th notes, and it's a pattern that you're gonna hear. It's a two-bar phrase. 16th notes happening all the time, but still having a backbeat. Four on the floor on the bass drum. Let's check this one out. Okay, and finally, example number nine is a, kind of a soloistic concept where we're going to, and this is also a coordination exercise of sorts because it takes a lot of coordination to do this. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm splashing quarter notes on the hi-hat, and then I'm playing a, a, a groove, an improvised, ever-changing groove between all the drums, the snare drum and the two toms and the bass drum. Everything is interspersing with itself as the groove is happening while the hi-hat is playing quarter notes. This is, I say this is soloistic because this one sort of feels more like something I would do in the beginning of a solo. Um, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily do this in a band setting because there's too much going on to really anchor the song, to me at least. So this is more of a soloistic concept using snare, tom, tom, gadon, all the toms, bass drum, and just kind of lightly keeping time with that hi-hat. All right, let's check out this example.
Okay, thank you so much for checking out this lesson. Different tom grooves, how to incorporate toms into your playing, different ideas for incorporating toms into your playing. As you can see, you can sit down and do all kinds of different exercises for yourself. And I highly recommend that. Don't just do one tempo, don't just do one vibe. Sit down and say, okay, for, for one minute or two minutes, I'm gonna play fast tempo, lots of toms. Now, the next two minutes, I'm gonna play slow tempo, lots of toms. And then I'm gonna play fast tempo, sparse toms. And then I'm gonna play slow tempo, lots of toms. You know, try to combine as many different ways to do it as you can, and you will realize that you will be able to start teaching yourself vocabulary on this topic. Drums is very interesting. If you really sit and think about it, you can almost teach yourself. You come up with a challenge, you figure out how to overcome it. Come up with a challenge, figure out how to overcome it. When you add the element of being a music, you know, adding musicality into it, then you start to understand how you express and stretch your musical expression by coming up with a challenge, playing it, and, and realizing that you're making music, and then coming up with another challenge, doing something, improvising. As you improvise, try to repeat your improvisation. When you start to repeat your improvisation, that's where you start to develop your vocabulary. So work on this. I look forward to hearing from you on how this goes. If you have a lesson request, please leave it. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave it in the comments. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please leave me a review and uh, send me a message and let me know how it goes for you. I thank you so much for uh, the lesson request, Tiffany, and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.